welcome to a special Monday edition of Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we chat the Marvels. Hey, hello, peeps. Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows. This is Tori. And this is Rebecca. And today we are talking about the Marvel movie, The Marvels. (laughs) (laughs) Better late than never, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why I didn't go see it in the theater. I've been like anti-theater lately because I'm like, I can buy it when it comes out and Mm -hmm. spend just maybe a couple bucks more. And that's only if I don't buy popcorn and something to drink at the theater. That's hard to argue against. And this one so quickly got panned, right? Yes. Well, it did. It was weird. I was looking up a bunch of stuff about it, and there seems to be a real mix. I mean, it didn't do well at the box office. Critics were kind of divided. The fans don't seem to be that divided about it. Fans, I mean, like on Rotten Tomatoes, gave it like an 80 some, 82%. And all of the reactors that I've watched, they all really enjoyed it too. Even New Rock Stars. I mean, and Jessica Clemens, who's on New Rock Stars, like loved this movie and mm-hmm. couldn't say enough good things about it. I mean, not that they didn't, of course, find little things to that could have been better, but I mean, the critics were really off. Some of them were really, really awful about it. I was reading on Screen Rant. And there's this article called 10 Reasons the Marvel Reviews or the Marvels Reviews are so negative. And they've kind of like the first one, they said the comedy doesn't land. Hmm. And I didn't, um, I hope you didn't, didn't hear my stomach grumble. You didn't hear my stomach. Did you? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought maybe, I think they needed a little bit more maybe have some breaks between some of the comedy, you know, does that make sense? So you're saying they just kind of kept going funny to funny to funny without substance or? Well, I think it just needed maybe a little bit more seriousness at times, Mm -hmm. but I like the comedy. It landed for me (laughs) for the most part, for the most part. Right. And what I'm going to say is this is Not going to go down as my favorite Marvel movie, but it is far from my least favorite. And one that I really did not care for was Uh Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, right. Yeah. That one could really be near the bottom to me. And I fear that a couple of times this got a little bit into that humor, but nowhere as much or as often that I left just like that was not good. So, and there were, there were other things that I really liked about this movie. Now the singing location and Captain Marvel dressed as a pretty princess and dancing around. I was kind of like, what has happened here? So there's an example where that felt like Thor in the fat suit or kind of just like, wow, this is like over the top trying to be funny but just weird but the interactions between ms marvel captain marvel and captain rambo i thought was fantastic i i did think the dynamic between the three of them was super cool 
Yes, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> that I think when I saw that dance scene or the singing planets scene, I thought of not just Love and Thunder, but I was actually thinking about Ragnarok, right? Like they were trying to inject some humor into a character who up to now had been pretty humorless, you know? Mm. And Thor was always, in the early Thors, Thor was always very serious about what he was saying, right? He wasn't trying to be funny, even though, of course, he would come across funny to us. Mm -hmm. But in um, Ragnarok, of course, they were really, they took Thor to a super comic level. And so I thought maybe they were trying to do a little bit of that with Captain Marvel. And so, and particularly in that dance scene and the singing scene, yeah. I was like, ugh. But, um, but other than that, I think if they would have toned that singing planet scene down, mm -hmm. that would have been better for me. But I thought the rest of the humor hit pretty well. And even in that scene, you know, there's some, some nice lines from, you know, Captain Rambo from Monica that I appreciated. And I didn't hate the singing planet idea. Right. Mm -hmm. I loved when they were dancing down and this different custom of singing to welcome and mm -hmm. singing as a language. And I guess once we found out that the prince was bilingual, mm -hmm. I was like, we could have just gone to that immediately. Right. And not just had the intro and the singing and then, but, oh, we can just talk to him instead of right. having all the singing with him first. They they skated out of it anyway. Right. So right. I think they could have, it, it wasn't that the singing planet should have been avoided full stop. I thought the costuming was beautiful, mm -hmm. all the water. It was very visually appealing. Mm -hmm. And I liked mm -hmm. the dancing. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, it just kind of yeah. took it I a mean, little too far. They just could have jumped to that a little sooner. Yeah, as soon as that one guy did his singing intro of them, you know, mm -hmm. they should have, that whole Disney princess dance scene <laughs> yes. didn't need to be there. And it would have Agreed. been much better. I think you're exactly right. If they would have just started then talking instead of going immediately into that dance, mm -hmm. uh, that would have been better. But yeah, I, I love the colors and everything. And I liked, I, don't know, I, mean, I loved Kamala Khan during that scene because yes. she's just like, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to start dancing with everybody. And you can see Monica's like a little bit like, oh, yeah, I'm going to dance a little bit here. And uh, and one of the funny lines I loved was when that guy that was announcing him, it's like we have three new faces, one which could be friendly or something like that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> and what you just described about Kamala Khan, how she was just wanted to be in it and was exuberant at the singing planet. I felt that way from her throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Just she was happy to be there mm -hmm. and so many great lines and some moments of self-awareness, even though she's totally fangirling later. She's like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I didn't give you a chance to be a human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love were, that line. Was, yeah. 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 I, she was just, again, you and I loved the Ms. Marvel series. And I think she lived right up to all expectations I had of her in this movie that mm -hmm. were frankly pretty high. Give mm -hmm. her and her family. Yeah, loved her family. that her family was in this as well. Yeah, and I thought they stole scenes, right? When the family was in them for the most totally. part. Not everyone, but most of them. Yeah, I thought there was a real growth arc for Kamala or Kamala in this movie, right? Because she's the super exuberant fangirl. But I think when she saw 
she has this very romantic vision of what it is to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. And I think at that one planet, you know, where all the scroll they had to leave behind and were killed. Yeah. I think that for her started a growth, right? Like, oh, there's some real consequences that come along with this particular job, right? And mm-hmm. so I think we see that growth arc for her throughout this movie, which I really appreciated. But she still manages to retain that um, joie de vivre (laughs) that she has had in the series and so forth. So, yeah, I thought, what's her name? Iman Vilani did a great job. I think they all did, pretty much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of the others, ones that, that, you know, some of the critics didn't like. The villain was actually engaged. I don't know if you know this. Tom Hiddleston. Yes. (laughs) Do you know, just a quick interjection. I got to see her and Tom, as well as who plays Daredevil something Cox? Charlie. Charlie Cox. I saw her, Tom Hiddleston, and Charlie Cox in, on Broadway in the play Betrayal. It was a three-person oh. show. Wow. And I was freaking out. And I didn't <laughs> know who she was at the right. time. And I don't think her and Tom were together. That may have been the reason they got together, because uh. they did that together. But... Then I knew who she was. And so I, in fact, looked her up because I was like, gosh, that girl looks familiar. I feel like I saw her in something really serious. And sure enough, I recognized her from Betrayal. Right. And there there you go. I thought she, I thought she was great. I liked that character. I, this is, sometimes the things I notice are so bizarre and off kilter, but I didn't like the way she moved her mouth <laughs> oh. i was like what is freaking me out about this character and something about the way she was speaking and the way she was moving her mouth it didn't sit right with me but i thought she was you know as usual somebody with a mission is off the rails and came by it honestly right yeah. i mean she she i believe she i know she knew she was going to end up sacrificing mm-hmm. herself to make mm-hmm. this happen. She didn't know exactly when it was going to happen, but mm-hmm. she was doggedly, she could not be dissuaded. It doesn't matter if I die. If I'm mm-hmm. able to save my home world, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a fair price for that. Mm-hmm. And I really respected that as a villain. Of course, she did do terror, just like you said. I mean, a zealot behavior ends up <laughs> bad news. Right. But she was so diehard her people and had seen them destroyed and suffer. And then, of course, she turned that around on other people. But she really had a true intent that was, I mean, dare I say, selfless <laughs> Yeah. to, to save, save her people and save her people's home planet. And you, you just know that they have suffered and that she suffered. Mm-hmm. So, and you can understand her hatred for Captain mm-hmm. Marvel yeah. as the, the yeah. reason for the suffering. That's one of the so. things I've always enjoyed about Marvel villains is they're, mm-hmm. you sometimes are like, well, yeah, I totally understand where they're coming from. Just like with Thanos, right? I was like, well, <laughs> he's got a point. He's got some logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's what I, one of the things I always enjoyed about Marvel for the most part. I think they do their villains. Pretty well. So, yeah, I didn't agree with that criticism. Some people complained about technical jargon. 
And I was like, I don't, I didn't, that didn't bother me. I don't know. Did you notice, since this is kind of a sciencey point, in Kamala's journal, <laughs> it says physics sucks. I did not. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if Rebecca saw that. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> don't, I don't care for it, but uh, I did not see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this. What the quantum band is a MacGuffin, and you know I I'd heard that term before MacGuffin, and I but I was like, what is a MacGuffin? So had you heard that term before? Do you know that term? Well, I have definitely heard it before. It, it, isn't it like kind of like a red herring? Like you think this thing has this significance, but it's sort of like not. Or yeah, what, like, you go go ahead and explain it to me. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not. <laughs> Merriam-Webster says that a MacGuffin is a plot device that lacks intrinsic importance, but drives the story forward. And it was actually coined by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. So, yeah. And they, they're referring to the, the quantum bands. Which that. we heard were, what, part of Cree legend? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which made me wonder, was it then the Cree that created all the time portals? Or it predates the Cree and it's just something that they've, you know, that's part of their lore. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I, I, guess I wouldn't have totally said they were completely MacGuffin more yeah. than any other Marvel device. I mean, it wasn't like they came out of nowhere. Right. We knew Kamala had, or Kamala had one of them. We didn't have their whole backstory. I feel like it kind of added, and we found the other one. I, right. hmm, I, I guess <laughs> it's all fiction, so it's all made up. But <laughs> right, right. I thought this held together more than some other devices. Yeah, yeah. So there was that, and then this one irritates me so much. Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers is too strong. And you would never see that criticism against a male superhero character. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, talk about remnants of the patriarchy and misogyny, Jesus. I mean, what the No, hell? that's that's very troubling. The oh, the the time that I have heard that and it's not a Marvel character. Uh-huh. is Dr. Manhattan yeah, I know you're talking Watchmen about. because yeah. he is just he knows everything that's coming and he mm -hmm. knows everything that's happened and blah 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 blah. So it's like he's God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so what do you do with a character that is that all knowing? Right. And I guess really it was really more all knowing than powerful, though knowledge is power. Right. But that is the only example of a male character. And I think there's a point there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if a character literally knows everything that's happening. Right. Um, right. But so you might argue that Dr. Strange has a similar kind of situation. Yeah. And you don't hear that about him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In fact, Forbes did an article kind of almost all about that. And the title of it is The Marvels Faces Anti-Woke Backlash. Because mm -hmm. Captain Marvel got a big backlash, too. So what was some of this? 
Conservatives have waged war on Disney for months, and this article was written back in November of 2023. Um, Conservatives have waged war on Disney for months, criticizing several of its films and shows for focusing on racial diversity and LGBTQ themes and for the company's feud with Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida, which ramped up after it openly criticized his don't say gay law. And I'm just like, what? Wow. Right-wing critics have accused several recent films of being woke, including some that are led by women and contain themes of feminism. Oh my God, the dreaded F word. I just, yeah, I just can't. My gosh. I mean, superheroes are literally unbelievable. Right. 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 And so just because she's a she, and we see in this show, she has flaws, right? right? And right. she doesn't always know the consequences of her actions right. in advance, like all of us. Right. <laughs> Even right. with our best intentions, sometimes we make things worse. Yeah. Yeah. So... So so what if she can repower a son? <laughs> Go girl. That's right. That's right. She can't spit out enough water to get the drought gone. It just she happens to have the energy to start up the sun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but you know, and then here's a review on Polygon, and the title is The Marvels is a fun little party thrown at the end of Marvel's worst year. Hmm. It was a fun party. It was fun yes it's a fun movie it was fun and i do think it also propelled us forward and rambo right at the end i mean really jumping to the very end right but we are like oh have we lost her for good but here she is within the x-men universe right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and what else do we see? We see Kamala hooking up with, not hooking up, uh, connecting with the young Hawkeye, Kate, mm-hmm. Kate Bishop, and yep. propelling that forward. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think that Kamala would have had the agency or fortitude, you know, to do that had the events of this movie not happened. Yeah. And she even backs a little bit like, Pretty please, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me. But at first, she's like, "We are badasses, and we are gonna do cool stuff." Yeah. But, okay. I I am still young, so I'll pedal back a little bit. But she wouldn't even got have gotten there without the events of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I thought that scene was kind of cute, and it was very much. I don't know if you caught it, and I'm. I don't. I can't say that I caught all of these references, but I was watching New Rock Stars. And that is almost word for word what Nick Fury says to Tony Stark when he goes to recruit him to be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it kind that. of rang to me. I'm like, well, that sounds, I mean, that it, I was thinking, yeah, it kind of reminds me of when, you know, Iron Man was recruited. But I mean, it's like really word for word, much of it. Mm. I thought that was interesting. But. And I, that didn't bother me. Yeah. But it was a, it was a fun scene. And yeah. I like that she throwed in, 
She throwed in. Oh. She throwed it in. She throwed it in. She throwed it in. <laughs> she threw it. <laughs> Sorry. She threw in. You know this whole little thing about Ant Man having a daughter. <laughs> yes, we can get some other people too. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, you know, I did have to. I I was a little bit critical when we were watching Echo, and it was one of these spotlight ones mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you really didn't need to know much in order mm -hmm. to. And I was kind of like, well, but it kind of helps when you do know something. Well, in comparison, <laughs> I must agree that Echo needed a lot less backstory to just enjoy it than this did. I really feel like there was plenty that I kind of missed. Either I haven't seen the right movies or I don't remember them. And there were definitely prior pieces of knowledge that were very helpful to me. Mm -hmm. And they were all sorts of things. I mean, they were they were series and movies, right? Mm -hmm. And going back a while. So I guess maybe I'll backpedal a little bit on that spotlight criticism and be like, okay, so maybe it's not completely divorced from the entire rest of the universe, but mm -hmm. Echo takes very little prior knowledge to just right. run with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you missed WandaVision. Right. If you even if you missed like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You would miss stuff. Because one of the things I was like, where the hell did she get Ronan's? Staff hammer thingy, which I guess has got a couple names, the Cosmirod or the Universal Weapon. I was uh -huh. like, how did she get that? And I couldn't figure out why it was still glowing purple. Because yeah. it didn't glow purple for Ronan until uh I think his name's Ronan. Is that the character's name? Whatever. Ronan is the one that Hawkeye becomes well, yeah, but I think, like the assassin. No, this is um Guardians of the Galaxy. Lee, what's his name played it? Guardians of the galaxy one of course i can't spell when i'm trying to hurry a few moments later okay here we go ronan r-o-n-a-n yeah whereas hawkeyes is r-o-n-i-n i think oh my god that's ridiculous <laughs> well that's one not a... fair for a person like me i <laughs> i was trying to make them the same person ah but they're not, obviously. No. no. Does the one from Guardians of the Galaxy also have kind of a hooded figure? Yeah. So kind of picture Darban, right? What's her yes. face is the new the new evil. And some of the blue-faced people. Yes. With the kind of heavy, like helmety looking things that are long and the long robes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what Ronan and Galaxy One look like. Okay. Or Guardians okay. of the Galaxy One. He and is also in a video game that I have played with the gigantic hammer. Uh, <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my most vivid picture of him. And he just <laughs> kind of shows up. But I you know what? I do think he's on a Cree ship. He should be. He's a Cree dude. Oh, that would really fit together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. So just proving my point here. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely having watched all of the Marvel things would have been really beneficial. Right. For this. Now, it, in fact, I thought I'd seen all the Captain Marvel stuff, but was there a movie where she was the Annihilator and did the 
destroyed the AI and no, at started the, end the of, Civil War? No, well, at the end of Captain Marvel, yeah, she has defeated Jude Law's character, right? Yes. And she's like, tell the AI I'm coming and I'm going to destroy it. And he's like, you can't do that. And that's... So we don't see it happening until this movie, right? In those flashbacks. Okay. Okay, talked about doing it, yeah. Okay, wow. So yeah, so that would have been back in 1995, right? Because that's when that movie set, and now it's I think like 2025 in the Marvel universe. So like 30 years since Carol destroyed the the AI, the Supreme Intelligence. So Mm -hmm. you know, it's no wonder things are (laughs) quite critical on their planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even though I did not finish, oh shoot, what was it? Secret World of Secret the... Wars. Yes. Post recording note. Yes, we realize it was not Secret Wars, but Secret Invasion. We always get that mixed up. Sorry for the confusion. I haven't finished. I it had heard that that wasn't too good i'd seen like an episode or two but mm-hmm. i really thought that theory was great in this <laughs> this is post that right uh yes i believe so because he had some great he, he had some great lines yes i think it is it's gotta be it's gotta be he's back up in space yeah that's the one show i probably i was when i was actually watching this movie i was like yeah i probably should have watched secret wars finished watching it so it's the one Marvel thing I haven't seen that's kind of related to this. Mm-hmm. And not because I thought the first episode was bad or anything like that, but I've heard so much negative stuff about it that I'm finding yeah. a hard time. Um, it's hard for me to go back and watch it now. Getting motivated. But yeah. what I should the lesson I should learn here is just because I hear bad stuff doesn't mean I shouldn't see it because sometimes I have a different opinion then. <laughs> yeah. And we know I most often have a different different opinion than critics mm-hmm. so yeah i need to get back and, and watch that although now i know just in the process of looking up stuff for this show i found out some stuff about the ending of that movie kind of like, what happened or that show yeah. yeah i was like damn it when they spoiler okay spoilers here for secret wars very early <laughs> on because i didn't mm-hmm. get very far mm-hmm. so you you've you have been warned when they killed maria hill i was unhappy uh. <laughs> Yeah, that I did know. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, sorry. No, I I was pretty sure you had seen that part. I wasn't think I was spoiling you. I was it was I was warning our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was like, no, no, Maria. That was very tough. Yeah. So should I? I I did know Goose because of another <laughs> video game, mm-hmm. but. Should I have known Goose from one of the earlier Marvel things? Yeah, Goose was in Captain Marvel. Okay, did he do his little tentacles out of the mouth thing? Uh-huh. Okay. And I that's didn't when we that act- and we actually see him scratch Fury to oh. give him the- so he loses his sight in that eye. Okay. Now that is ringing a bell. It's amazing that the tentacles coming out of his mouth wasn't. And can we just talk a moment about these Florkins? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I must say, when when Kamala's mom said, uh-huh. 
that Goose looked a little like he was overfed or something. Yes, pudgy. He was overfed. <laughs> I And then there, these mysterious things showed up. I was mm -hmm. like, this has to do with Goose. This yeah. absolutely has to do with Goose. So I was yeah. not shocked that all these kittens came out of there. But I loved everything. Now, this was an over-the-top funny thing that yeah. I totally enjoyed. The montage yes. with, with Barbara Streisand's memory <laughs> from Cats yep. and all these little kittens just eating these people. <laughs> I mean, just holding them temporarily. And the, the calm voice saying, Attention, Saber crew. Stop running and let the flirties eat you. Let the flurkins <laughs> Yes, yes. I wish they would have called them flurkittens, though. <laughs> Instead That's of just flurkins. utterly ridiculous. It just made me... It, I was... I could not have been more... No notes. Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yes. Yeah, no, I loved the flurkittens. And I, I was like, wow, does this mean that flurkins reproduce asexually? Right. Where who's Goose been getting busy with? That's right. We never see anything. Goose has been in space with Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. And frankly, how did Goose get to all of these locations on this ship? I also just <laughs> don't know how where these eggs all came from. But I don't. I don't even. I don't need to know. He's multi-dimensional, cosmically crazy. You know. Whatever. Yes. I. Yes. I'll buy it. Yes. I didn't know. I was watching, I think it was New Rock Stars. And, you know, it's that scene where Mama Khan says Goose is looking pudgy and Goose is like cleaning himself or herself, itself. This mm -hmm. is maybe itself. And um, I didn't know like when cats, real cats, are getting close to giving birth, they just like start to obsessively clean themselves, particularly around their genital areas. Hmm. Oh, did not know that. No, it, it, just in my experience, they're quite tidy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it gets even worse when they're getting close to a gotcha. Well, that would have been an even another indicator then. Somebody yeah. who knew that. Yeah, yeah. I immediately thought, oh, Goose is pregnant. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, I love that scene. <laughs> I've watched the movie three times. Oh, nice. Every time I'm just like, roaring with laughter loved it the other scene that i really love that really makes me laugh is when fury and monica yeah go to the khan's house post fight yes and uh kamala's like oh let me show you my power and they're like no but she no. does captain marvel shows up and then captain marvel flies off and um they hear kamala screaming as she's or falling through the air yeah and monica's trying to fly yes and nick fury's like come on use your car uh, hey black girl magic yeah i i'm so glad you said i have the same <laughs> and then that when was uh, awesome. carol or captain marvel falls back down to the ground and he's like ah it's cool it's carol yeah I got that one too. That was great. That was Fury, great. Fury's got some of the best lines in in the show, like when they're uh, leaving the ship and their little shuttle is out of control, and and Ahmed is praying, and Fury's like, "Are you praying?" And Ahmed shuts up. He's like, "Don't stop." That's great. 
No, agreed. He really hit me time and again, which is part of Samuel L. Jackson's charm, right? I right, mean, he's, right. this is part of what he's known for, but he just, he delivered in, mm-hmm. in this in this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. And I didn't and, catch it until my third watch of the movie when he is on the space elevator, right? And all the switching is going on between the the Marvels. Mm-hmm. And so he's fighting that one Cree woman, I think it is. Yes. And she like, oh, no, no, no. He's talking to Captain Marvel after the fight. And she holds up her hand to say something to him. And he holds up two fingers. He's like, scissors beat paper. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I do remember that. I was that like, how did I miss that? that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, you were going to say great. something? Oh, I was just going to throw in another quote that happened pretty close to the use your core. A little bit before that, Kamala says, did you, did I hear you say aunt? <laughs> and then there's another switch. And then the father says, doesn't look like they're family. And and the mom says, families are complicated. Yes, I wrote <laughs> that down like, too. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's cool. It's Carol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was so good. I love yeah. that whole fight scene in the con house. <laughs> it was done oh, really well. Their house just gets absolutely destroyed. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking at the end, you know, they're in Louisiana. And I, I was like, are the cons moving down there because their house got destroyed? But yeah. I guess it's Carol moving in. But and the I mom get... is like, wouldn't this be a nice place for you to raise your kids? And their house is destroyed. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, you know, they've just hitched the space ride. And, you know, the next yeah. stop is going to be back to their home in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. And I love when she said that. And Ahmed picks up that remote control. Uh-huh. He's pointed it like at her. Like to turn her down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Change the channel. Mute. Something like this. Yeah. I, it was That's kind of the subtle fun or humor that I really enjoy a lot. Oh, speaking of earlier connections to different movies. So, mm-hmm. of course, I re- recognized Valkyrie. And mm-hmm. she's certainly somebody who would know about relocating a people. I hadn't remembered. It, it does seem like she has a real closeness with Captain Marvel. And I had not re- recalled the background of that. Well, I don't think we get any. I was a little bit surprised about that, too. I'm like, they fought together. But, you know, all of the women fought together against Thanos. So I don't know if there's something that happens in between that makes them seem so close. But I thought that was a little bit odd. Okay. I'm glad to hear you say that because, I mean, it was fun. It it would not have been strange for her to be called. I mean, again, she relocated with all of her people. But... Just the interaction between her and Captain Marvel just made me think I'd missed something about the development of their relationship. Well, if you missed it, I missed it too. But I okay. was racking my brain and I can't recall anything that would really explain that. Okay. If you, gentle listener, have any yeah. idea about more connection between those two, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. Totally an aside, but it was part of when they were learning how to swap back and forth really mm-hmm. fast. Do you know how to double dutch? Have you ever double dutched? I was, I could barely do the jump in on a single rope. <laughs> yeah. Let alone the double dutch. 
So I never tried it because I was so terrible at jumping in on a single rope. I'm like, yeah, it's never going to work. I did a lot of single rope. I did mm -hmm. a lot of that. But boy, nope, I never double dutched. And the kind of jump ropes we would use were those ones that were kind of plasticky. They were kind of heavy and mm -hmm. they really hit the floor nicely and mm -hmm. with one. But boy, had there been two of them, I'd have been <laughs> sure I was going to get <laughs> clocked in the neck or something. So I can't, I'm trying to remember if anybody did double dutch. I, I remember seeing it, but I, uh -huh. I'm just not even sure if I ever tried it. But I did my share of jump roping, that's for sure. Well, double dutch was just kind of starting to gain some popularity and notoriety. Maybe I want to say that. <laughs> right when I was kind of getting out of that age where you like to jump rope. Yeah. So, yeah, that's also a reason I probably never tried it. But I, I do remember thinking there's no way in hell I can ever do double dutch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Ah, back to the Flurkins for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Did that, before you knew they were little flurkins, mm -hmm. did the whole finding them and that whole process, trying to figure out what was going on, remind you of anything else in the fandom universe at large? Um, I'm going to have to say no. Okay. I think it's called... The Tribbles? Is it the Tribbles? Oh, from Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was getting reference. real Tribbles vibes. <laughs> Everybody loves that episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, that's really... <laughs> until they burst open his little kittens, I was sort of... They were just reproducing exponentially in that... Well, or showing up exponentially anyway. I think the Tribbles were actually reproducing, but anyway. <laughs> Just reminded me of it. It's not a one-to-one -one correlation, but it right, right. No, but the yeah, I can see where you would uh, where you could make that correlation. That's funny. Good, good catch. <laughs> well, thank you. Now thank I'm you. like, man, why did that come into my mind? <laughs> uh, well, that I, that's why I was trying. I was trying to speak it as broadly as possible. <laughs> see if it caught you. Oh, when you brought up the part, I can't remember if you went this far with it but when fury was like no don't stop praying that that yeah, part when the yeah. brother and he said that he that he finished off with amen yeah amen <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 oh fury was just full of the funny this time he really was oh i saw a note i wrote monica is the zeppo she seems to be playing a lot of the straight mm. person in the comedy sense Mm-hmm. In this uh film. But she's got some lines. I like when they get to the singing planet and she leans down and she's like, Hi, small child. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh so I like those kind of lines. And Ahmed has a lot of lines like that. The brother. Mm -hmm. Like when mm -hmm. Papa K is trying to sell insurance to that guy. Yes. Who some people I think it was Jessica Clemens, um, thinks that's an uh, 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 uh shit tori blank as guardian and he's like how old are you and the guy's 306 and papa k is like huh and ahmed's uh -huh. like wow same age <laughs> yeah 
Look at it. It was kind of more investment advice than insurance, right? Wasn't he talking Roth IRAs? Uh, Oh, could be. Yeah. So I think it was, I think it was saving for retirement more Uh, than insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You are right. (laughs) It's never too late or too early. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked, I didn't catch this again. I guess I think it's in her notebook at the beginning of the movie. And I liked that they started, you know, when they brought in Kamala Khan right at the beginning of the movie, right? They really just kind of pick up mm-hmm. in that same style as the television show and so forth, which I really appreciated. And I guess there's something, maybe it's on her website. It's like, here's the things I am, right? Blah, 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 blah. And one of them is a like something about fan fiction. And then when Monica makes that comment to her while pretty princess Captain Marvel is dancing with the prince, <laughs> and she's like, How many chapters of your Captain Marvel fan fiction is this giving you? So many. That was a good line. That was a really good line. <laughs> yeah. But I like how they tied that together. Yes. I was just looking up what when Ms. Marvel, the series, came up, and I guess it was only two years ago. And that was good because I was a little worried. I I mean, I just felt like Ms. Marvel, you know, at that age, you can change pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can yeah. look a lot older really fast. And yeah. though she looked a little older, I, I still felt like she looked as youthful as she did. You know, it, I wasn't like caught off guard. It wasn't like Bran from Game of Thrones where you're like, good God. <laughs> This, right. this this small child has become, you know, a yeah. post adolescent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was only it was only two years, so Yeah, and she was I mean, she was older when she did that anyway, so yeah. that helps. That Fair. helps. Fair. That does help. I appreciated her little throughout of Whip uh Whitman. Oh Captain, my captain. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> Captain, my captain. She is a real fangirl. <laughs> she sure is. She sure is. So here's a total change of topic. Ready. What did you think about Captain Marvel's reasons for not returning to Earth? Crappy. Yeah. Just because you're embarrassed about shit you've done and don't want to face up to it? Yeah crappy no i that really bothers me and i would have bought more kind of a almost losing track of time right starting this mission and just getting so caught up in it and being this you know incredibly powerful i don't, I don't know if she ages you know mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just not even recognizing you know just thinking she'll go home and ramble will still be a child you know right. i but intentionally knowing that the, you know, and really, really understanding all the time that passed and, and knowing that the mother has died. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I, I thought that was, I thought that was a real weakness in her character, if mm-hmm. you will, that she did that to, mm-hmm. to Rambo. Yeah, I think that based on how she kind of responds sometimes to Kamala too, who clearly worships her kind of like little wee Monica did. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think she knows how to handle that 
at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think in some way this movie's, a l- I don't want to really say redemption, but here's a little bit of growth for Captain Marvel, right? Let's, you know, this is kind of bullshit. <laughs> this is the reality of what it is. You are the superhero. You're going to have people who are idolize you and you got to deal with it. You can't run from it when you make mistakes you can't run from the the um idolatry or anything like that you just you gotta deal with it don't run from it yeah and it's one thing you know captain marvel had never met kamala khan right right i mean it's not nice to be a jerk to her but she doesn't have any real responsibility for before they get to know each other for showing up for her or anything right but she really was the next closest person to her mother. And yeah. She really was was an integral part of Rambo's family. Yeah. And the only remaining one. Yeah. So yeah. I I do feel like that responsibility was pretty great. And it's one she totally shirked. Yeah. I wonder why. She went to visit Maria Rambo, right? Like, what was it just because, you know, the blip happened and so she wanted to see what was going on with them or if they were even there? Or maybe Fury told her that she was dying? Maybe, maybe. I guess that's a possibility. Because one of the questions I had early on is like, how did Captain Marvel get Goose? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we find out later, Maria's like, you got to take Goose because I'm mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I think if we maybe think about Captain Marvel, right, as she is her and Wanda, right, the most powerful mm-hmm. ones in the MCU. And, you know, in WandaVision, we get to see her frailties. And in the second Doctor Strange movie, we get to see that as well. And so, you know, we're seeing this in this movie with captain marvel they might be super powered to the 10th or whatever but they still have these human frailties definitely what did you think about so when darben they definitely have the upper hand on her and Mm -hmm. she gets kind of pierced and rambo's like you could save her son. You're you've got the last piece she needs to mm-hmm. save her world. Mm-hmm. And here's a place where I feel like Darben's zealot behavior goes too far. Mm-hmm. In that she's just heard the solution, and it right. sounds like Captain Marvel is willing to do it, but she's still like, no, an eye for an eye. I'm taking the power from your son, so you will, your people will suffer the way mine have suffered, right? Right. As opposed to just okay, this is this is my end goal to have my planet return to its glory, and heck, I don't even have to die. (laughs) If you know a a rational person might say, "Excellent, right? This is the solution, and my quest is over." But she she wants the vengeance. Yeah. I And she recovers very quickly from that piercing. I thought she was gonna be a little more <laughs> debilitated by that, but no, she she has no problem <laughs> just getting attacking 
Kamala and finishing her task. Let's put that down to adrenaline. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I remember the first time I was watching it. And of course, I, the second and third time I was watching it, I did the same thing. I was like, kill her, kill her. Because, yeah. you know, you can't leave that kind of villain mm-hmm. behind. Because they're just, they're too deep into their mission and for revenge that they're not going to turn around on a dime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... You know, heroes got to try to be heroes. Yeah. Gonna let her live. And she does not get destroyed by the Marvels. She does destroy herself. Yeah. And I did, well, I guess we do see the result. I thought we were going to somehow see something from this other universe seep into this one. Mm. But what we really only get is Rambo gets jettisoned into the other universe. Maybe it was because the suction force. Well, I guess it mm. wasn't. She was like pushing on it, right? Right, All back together. I don't know. I'm not going to try to yeah. get into weird And maybe something did slip stuff. in. And yeah. it just hasn't been covered yeah. here. Yeah. But I really, I am so glad we didn't leave this whole movie experience not knowing whether Rambo is alive or not. I really yeah. did like that post credit sequence or whatever with Frasier. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, is that Kelsey Grammer? I totally forgot that he so did, I. did Beast in some of the X-Men movies. So did I. He's perfect. His voice is perfect yeah for that role. has a great voice thank you very much and you know despite beast's visage i mean he <laughs> really is just incredibly erudite yes. and nothing says erudite like kelsey Kramer's voice. <laughs> now interesting that and i am not familiar with oh shoot what's the name of rambo's mom's binary binary i am not familiar with that superhero in the x-men universe i have not encountered binary that i can recall well according to new rock stars i watched a couple of their videos and this one was called the marvel's post-credit scene Mm, perfect and so binary wasn't introduced into the marvel comics until 2021 so super new Okay, well, that explains a lot because yeah. all the X-Men video games I've played are much older than that. <laughs> yeah, and so Binary is a duplicate of Carol Danvers who gets caught in a Faraday cage. Oh, my gosh. So clearly, and remember early on when with, with the scene between Carol and Maria, and Maria's yes. like, you know, you got to take Goose and Dime, blah, 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 blah. And Carol's like, it should have been you all along, you know, that basically would be Captain Marvel. So clearly yes. what they're saying here, and again, thank you, new rock stars for clearing this up for me, is that it's Maria who is Captain Marvel in some of these, in many of these alternate universes. Cause if we think back to Dr. Strange, right? Maria Rambo was Captain Marvel. Okay. And here okay. she's the duplicate from the Faraday cage. So yeah. Cause I was like, who the hell is binary (laughs) because i was like is this a different i was gonna look up online to see if 
she if this was like a photon outfit or something like that that I hadn't seen yet. Mm -hmm. But because I totally missed in the movie when they called her binary and it okay. was really the boss video that cleared all that up for me. Like, oh, now I get it. Well, and I certainly don't know all the X-Men. I was assuming it was an X-Men person be just because she was with Beast. But it sounds mm -hmm. like what you're saying is it's really a Marvel. I know they're all the same, but you know what I mean? Uh, until right. very recently, they've been pretty separate. Yes. And that was because, you know, Fox had the rights. Mm. Okay. But now, and that's why until recently, they couldn't, like, they couldn't call Kamala in the series a mutant. Remember in... Like at the last episode, what's his face is like Kamala, there's something different in your genes. Like like a mutation. And so they've been calling them like inhumans, I think. Um oh, because Fox okay. is like, you can't use the word mutants. You can't call them that because we've got the rights for that. Oh jeez. So but now that Disney has box as well and mm -hmm. they can start using mutants and that's why they're bringing the x-men in now into the universe okay because the x-men okay. were way more popular in the comics than the avengers ever were and it right. really is only these movies that marvel did with rdj you know i think rdj chris evans the casting mm -hmm. that they did really pulled people in and so, and now the Avenger comics, of course, people go back and reading them. They've become popular, but it was really the X-Men that were the most popular. Spider-Man and the X-Men, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I cannot wait. This movie I will definitely see in the theater. I cannot wait for Deadpool. I believe it is Deadpool and Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is not Deadpool 3. They, Wolverine, <laughs> even though only his shadow is in yes. the preview. I love that. <laughs> I have to. You know what? Maybe we should do a rewatch of Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2. Before the movie? Yeah, uh -huh. absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Yeah, that I could really I could really use that. Yeah, so maybe end of June, early July, we do those two and then we go see the movie. Love it. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, yeah, I'm really, I just, I just can't wait. Nice. And I'm so glad that Hugh Jackman was willing to come back to reprise oh, Wolverine too. because I don't want to see anybody else do Wolverine. I know. I know. And I was hearing, I heard some scuttlebutt about multiverse that there's probably going to be more than one version of right. Wolverine and it won't all be Hugh Jackman, but yeah. I'm glad he will at least be there. I mean, I sure didn't mind it in Loki. As long as Loki was there. <laughs> and by Loki, I mean Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, yeah. What, who is that? Taron, 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 Taron. What is that guy's name? Let me see. I'm wondering if he's going to cameo in it because there's been some talk about him taking over the uh, Wolverine. Ah. What is this guy's name? Let me find it. Taron Edgerton. Okay. I Did you see Kingsman? On this guy. Kingsman? With uh, I have. He played Elton John in Rocket Man. Oh my gosh! Now that that is speaking to me. Taron, how do you spell Taron? Do you think it is T A R O N? 
And Edgerton oh. is E-G-E-R-T-O-N. Taryn got it. Oh, yeah. He's got a little bit of a Michael Buble's little brother look to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, oh, in this, just in this <laughs> picture I'm seeing, possibly because he's wearing a black suit with tie. It's probably more his outfit. Anyway. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there's only, there is only one Loki for me and yeah. there's only one Wolverine for me. So And one Captain America for me. And one Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. My trainer told me today he's going to uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, cool. And, I told you. Know, you. Yeah, I told you he was yeah. going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, Get a picture of Chris Evans for me. Girl, you should go. You know me. I hate big crowds. I know, but it's Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that the movie, that the last line in the movie is Monica saying, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> that tickled me. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Disney. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I wrote down, what did we learn? From the Marvels. And my first one is Flurkins reproduce asexually. Uh-huh. Young Avengers are beginning. Uh-huh. And that we were now seeing a yet a different parallel universe from one that we've seen before, right? Because Maria in in the eight three eight universe that we saw in Doctor Strange was Captain okay. Marvel. So this can't be that universe. We learn about how the jump point system was created using the quantum yeah. band. We learn that the universe can be fracked. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope <laughs> that Darben didn't do too many new ones. Yeah. 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 And we learn that Captain Marvel did visit Maria during the blip and yeah. that uh, she did annihilate Hala. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Monica is a real freaking badass. <laughs> I mean, you kind of get that from the WandaVision, but now we know for sure. Oh, and and I did love, I mean, when she said, you guys need to shoot me with it and I'll close it. I was like, is she going to be able to get out of this? And it just was, it's not the first time we hear I knew this was going to be a one-way trip. You know, I, I knew when I signed up for this that. I was going to have to sacrifice myself. But I am really glad that she's not totally gone. now. And I know with the multiverse, no one's ever gone. Yeah. I still can't get my head around that completely. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way they can get her back to the 616 universe. Of course there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course there is. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe it'll be through Deadpool. (laughs) You need not be concerned. I mean, the physics doesn't have to work. Just Feige just needs to say it be so, and it will be so. We'll use our pseudo Marvel science to -hmm. make it so. Mm -hmm. And normally pseudoscience drives me crazy. But again, I don't get Marvel fatigue. And their pseudoscience doesn't bother me. <laughs> well, it's it, if if you're going to bicker, then it, I mean, I, I I know that you get very frustrated when like fictional but crime shows do science poorly. Yeah, but yeah. that is supposed to be representing our world, right? Right. And Marvel is not trying to represent. <laughs> 
our world. So I think they're allowed a lot of leeway. Now, it is nice when things hang logically together, but I don't care if they have a super knife that can cut through space time. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, sure, sure, that that you can do that here. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, okay. So it does seem like every superhero can breathe in space. Oh my gosh. And in fact, some spaceships just don't even have doors. You just sort of fly right in and, you know, no reason to have an airlock. I just I just sit here on the bridge. Who cares about gravity? You know. Yeah. At first I was like, is that thing open? But there is like a barrier because you know when they like you can That's see a right. little bit of energy stuff happening when they come in that that opening. That, that's right. You're absolutely right. Because it's yeah. not like the Kree can breathe in space because, like, right, they need their breathable atmosphere. They're right. coughing and hacking back yeah. home. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Even though it looks like a wide open door, there was some sort of force field there. Yeah, yeah. Good, good reminder. Because I, that did, I was just like, there's not even a door to this place. It's just, yeah. This is just a big rock flying through space. Yeah, yeah. So we just got to put all that aside. absolutely absolutely the reality of science has nothing to do with comic book heroes yeah yes this is true true. but it can give us a chuckle every now and then (laughs) yes that is very true that is true and we've probably in some movie at some time point really kind of gone after it (laughs) well hypocritical probably but yeah no you're probably right i'd like just you know as long as it doesn't contradict itself i guess you know if it all holds together i think when it sort of contradicts itself that can get frustrating yeah yeah so yeah that's all i got me too well i i did enjoy it again it's not going to go down as my favorite Mm -hmm. but it is far from my least favorite and of course if if tom hiddleston had made an appearance you know (laughs) supporting his partner in her movie you know hey yeah (laughs) that might have made it even closer to the top but (laughs) even even without tom hiddleston i did think i did think it was it was quite good and i do feel like i've moved forward in the marvel world yeah yeah i think we got some good setup for where they're going next yeah i had fun and that's kind of what i want when i watch a movie i want to be entertained and i was entertained agreed so all right well i guess then the only thing left to do is say goodbye thanks for listening everybody wallowing in the shallows is created and produced by the both of us edited by mo the soundtracks for the wallowing in the shallows the marvels are apache rock instrumental by sound atelier available on gemendo.com and the epical trailer by the mountain on pixabay.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. <laughs>